，鬼岛之音 ，Ghost Island Media。Taylor Swift may be all the rage in live music right now, and no, she's probably never going to play in Taiwan. We just don't have a stage big enough for her, not even at Taipei Dome, that's set to soft open later this month. It only seats 40,000 people, compared to the capacity of 55,000 at Tokyo Dome in Japan or the National Museum in Singapore. Both of which are hosting multiple nights of the Eras Tour in 2024. Well, in Taiwan, we have what's called Luck Fest, 贵人散步 It's an annual music showcase festival where up-and-coming musicians hope to go big. It takes place in Tainan every fall. Six stages playing simultaneously across the city, multiple genres from rock to metal to DJ. Sometimes in hundreds-year-old heritage sites, industry managers and booking agents lurk in the audience, looking for the next best thing. It's like South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, or Eurosonic in the Netherlands. Our guest today, Waining Hong, she's the founder of Luckfest. She's also a manager of Asian musicians. We talked about her love for music, the it factor for the superstar to be. And how the live music industry is changing post-COVID. The 2023 edition of Luckfest is this weekend in Tainan, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I will be there, and I hope to see you there too. I'll attach ticket links in the show notes. What you're about to hear is the podcast edition of Game Changers with Emily Waiwu, where I speak with emerging leaders. They are changing the world, starting in Taiwan. These are the fresh faces of Taiwan you must get to know. And after today's episode, if you want to see a video version, head on over to YouTube. We'll have a link in the show notes. This is the Taiwan Take. I'm your host, Emily Waiwu. Welcome to a new conversation of Game Changers. Thank you for having me. So let's start from the beginning. How do you define a showcase festival? Because music festivals happen all the time, right? We have audience, we have the musicians, festival curators, and sometimes there are professionals who are there to scope out up and coming talents. When we go to a festival, how do I know I'm? I've just arrived at a showcase festival. Yeah, there are no more festivals like what do you describe, like Megapult, Dagang Kaichang in Taiwan, and Coachella. And、uh, like Simple Life, and they are,、uh, from my opinion, mostly the goal is to please audiences. The showcase festival has a little bit different purpose. Basically, it's combined with like public performance, but together with industry conference and also the trade events for like music industry people like me. That I go some showcase festivals to discover talents. Also, I want to network. I want to socialize with other music professionals, then do business. But、uh, to normal fans, the showcase festival is like a great opportunity for them to discover the newest and the next big star from a festival that's actually created by music professionals. And、uh, in short, I think music showcase festival is to serve musicians. Mm-hmm, so that's、mm-hmm. probably the biggest difference. So your festival, it's、um, three or four days in Tainan, sixty acts about every year. Another really cool thing is that you combine it with historical sites in Tainan, 
you are performing in this really old historical site that has so much history. What was the idea behind this? I have a partner, KK. We want to find like a really good city, good site for Lockfest.、Mm-hmm. We are thinking, of course, because we are from Taipei. So the first idea was like, okay, let's do it in Taipei. But then we have a second thought, like if we have it in Taipei, it's kind of similar with what you will see in Seoul or in Tokyo or in any other. Major cities.、Mm-hmm. Then we thought about Tainan, the oldest city in Taiwan, and also the city we really like. That's like my my personal favorite city. That has got really good vibe,、yeah. very slow, and also great food. Yeah, <laughs> that is like the、um, most favorable city by Taiwanese people as well. We also string together local. Um, restaurants and businesses and vendors, and so、yes. it's a whole package. You enjoy the music,、exactly. you get a bit of history and culture.、Um, and that's the experience for the audience. For the musicians, they're there to really put on the best showcase, so then to be discovered. Yeah. So it's been six years. Yeah, we are we are going to be seven. Yeah, be seven this year.、Um, what's the percentage of, of local artists that have gone international because of Lockfest? First of all, it's like、uh, interesting、uh, thing about going international because nowadays, once you upload your music on Spotify,、right. you are already international because your song can be heard from everywhere. Yeah,、um, so I guess Emily meant like more like physical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since 2017, we had thousands of musicians gone international mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, Taiwan, mm-hmm.、Uh, like Outlawdrift, the Fur,、uh, Gogo Machine Orchestra, and last year we had Lucy and、uh, Lucy Xuan, Trout Fresh,、mm-hmm. and、uh, GUSH. Those artists gone. Uh, international for tours or、mm-hmm. for festivals. Of course, there are a lot of closed door deals、mm. happening on the showcase festival that you won't see because, like, booking agents and record label reps and managers and the publicists, they gather, meet, and they discuss, and they may sign a contract deal. But we all know that it's happening. Now that we're in a post. Covid era as well. Yeah. How has the music industry changed during Covid?、Um, kind of maybe new ways of music consumption from the audience, or new ways of, of distribution from the artist、um, that I think the industries discover the past couple of years、um, that are here to stay. That really changed the way that you you、um, work in the industry now. From live music point、mm. of view,、um, I think we just saw some report from Live Nation. That last year was really strong. Was even the revenue was even higher than 2019. But for us who work in music industry, we all know that's what the promoters、uh, experience the challenges because of inflation. Everything is going up, and、yeah. also after two three years of COVID. Uh, lots of people change jobs, so many tour managers and、right. many people who used to work for festival they already move on, and、uh, so we are all looking for like new replacement for the industry. The touring within Europe、mm-hmm. had a lot of problems, so almost all the festivals、uh, would experience last minute cancellation because the train was delayed or the flight was. 
cancelled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or my gear was totally mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm, Last mm-hmm. year, you saw like cigaros. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had to cancel the soul show because their gear didn't arrive on time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's what we are. Uh, we all had to keep in mind. But of course, during the COVID, lots of people are trying new things like online. Right, online yeah. Online concerts. I think okay. we should like continue trying because uh, the future life industry definitely needs something like this, more in- interactive. Are you experimenting with that? Because I think during COVID, um, there was a couple of live concerts on Fortnite that was very yes, popular. Yes, yes, yes. That was very popular. We did try like South by Southwest, but uh, once now it's back to normal, everybody <laughs> can't wait to, uh, to meet in person. So for yourself, not only do you curate and organize music festivals, um, you also manage musicians and not just Taiwanese musicians, but Asian musicians. You are taking them beyond Asia to take them global. Um, one of the artists that you manage is a 28-year-old Thai singer-songwriter, Foon, who is so charismatic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's such a heartthrob. Yeah, um, yeah. But he also performs in English, and so it lends itself really nicely to an international market. Um, for you, what does it mean for you to be managing, collaborating with not just Taiwanese, but regional artists um, in such an international capacity? Um, actually, I never thought I would become a manager. <laughs> It just happened when I when I met Poon uh, mm-hmm. on 2017. You, disco- you discovered him. I discovered him uh, yeah. on around April 2017 uh-huh. when I just wanted to start uh, Luckfest, and he was almost the first artist we want to invite. And uh, that time he was he hasn't made Lover Boy. The mm-hmm, hit song mm-hmm. and uh, was pretty indie and only he never performed abroad mm-hmm. that time. And once he was in Taiwan, he uh, was the first show. I still remember he was so nervous because he came solo alone. Wow. So he yeah. was uh, setting up the whole thing himself on stage, and everybody it was all packed. Everybody was looking at him, but once he was ready on stage he was shy like so good and then at that moment i just thought oh this is an artist i really want to work with hmm. yeah hmm. and right after our luck fest we had a good talk and i flew to bangkok and then we discussed that's how we can do and bring him uh, from asia and to the world so everything actually happened at that moment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about that moment. What else did you see in him? Or what, what do you look for in emerging artists to, to say, this is it, this is it. You got those key ingredients. This is it. We're going to go international. Um, that's the important part about life because on life, you see people's reaction, real reaction. You see how music industry professionals look at him and you see how general audiences look at him and they all love him. So yeah. it's like pretty obvious to me that's oh this guy, this guy got it. He gonna conquer the world. That's what I feel. But of course it's still on the process, but I think I kind of got it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I saw him in, in live in person, I just he's amazing. He's awesome. I want more of this. Yeah, yeah. He his life is uh, amazing. That's what we want to show on the 
showcase festival. How many artists do you manage now? Uh, I manage three for for management. Poon and Adoi from Korea and Micah from Japan. And I got a few new artists who I work on like booking agent or consultant base like Hypes and Namcha. So not a lot, but yeah, I really enjoy it. So you're monopolizing the industry from management to showcase festivals. No, I like more people doing that actually, especially like for Asia, we we don't have a very mature industry, mm-hmm. so there are a lot of roles are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we started Lockfest, most of artists are came without managers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we talk to them and say, look, you are really great. You have potential, but you need to get yourself a team. Yeah. At least a manager. That's the step one. And uh, now we are on the stage that most of the artists who came to Lockfest have managers. That's a great improvement. And step two, get yourself agent. Yeah. Get yourself some proper publicists and some business managers and organize your team. Then you have a possibility to, to grow. So the music industry, like many industries traditionally, have been dominated by men. Um, but uh, you and your co-founder, um, KK, she, she founded a really important independent music label in Taiwan. Uh, so it's the two of you at home organizing Luckfest. Um, how how are women changing the music industry as you've seen? If you kind of look at Taiwan music industry, mm-hmm. you will see lots of women work, working there. Mm. Lots compared with Korea, compared with Japan, even compared with Europe and US. Lots of women. Uh, but what we are lacking is still the uh, women decision makers. Okay. Mm. So... Yeah, I think it's just we are half of the population, so mm-hmm. we should have at least of the half the voice. Cool. Well, thank you. Let's take a break. Okay. Hey, if you have enjoyed the Taiwan Take and would like to support Ghost Island Media, we take monthly donations on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash Taiwan. And please give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This helps other people find the show. All right. Thank you. And back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Game Changers with Emily Wai Wu. We've been sitting here today with Wei Ning, who organizes a showcase festival in Taiwan to take emerging artists in Taiwan to go global, but at the same time, managing Asian artists for them to go dominate the world with their music. To launch live music festivals, um, you must have great passion for live music. I do. What was your first festival? What was your first concert? The first concert I bought my own tickets for is probably Roxette, a Swedish pop band that's on my high school. Yeah, and that was my first live experience. Uh, I was a huge fan for Blur, so my first festival <laughs> was reading festival in UK. Yeah. But later in life, you lived in the Netherlands yes. um, for quite a long time. And um, I think you have it on record that you would go to a hundred concerts or festivals a year during that time. Roughly. Yeah, yeah. I, I lost count, actually, um, because it's so uh, such a great life thing mm. in Netherlands. 
almost all the cities, no matter it's big or small, uh, they all have very decent, several very decent uh, live venues. And uh, Dutch government used to have very great systems in subsidies. So uh, the ticket price was extremely friendly. I okay. remember I saw Patty Smith for 20 or 15 euro in Paradiso, wow. a venue okay. in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. So it's not very luxury um, mm -hmm. entertainment. Mm -hmm. You can go like two or three times a week. Yeah. That's normal. Wow. And, uh, and I started to know people who work in venues. So sometimes I can just go for free. So I think I roughly went for like 100 <laughs> a year. Yeah. What was it about the music industry in Europe at the time that you saw that made you rethink the industry back in Asia? I didn't know anything about Taiwan music industry at all at that time. And so what I can say is about Europe, mm -hmm. that it was very healthy, very mature, and the role definition is very clear. That's you've got okay. manager, you've got booking agent, you've got promoter and roadie, artists and venue and festivals, festival booker, etc. etc. So everything like seems so organized mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, shows runs every day. Mm. That didn't happen in tai Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And Taiwan is actually very lively life scene uh, mm -hmm. among Asia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we, we, we didn't have that. And uh, one thing I found is lacking is that there's almost no Asian artists at that time. Okay. There's no Asian artists touring. There was no K-pop at that time. Right. Was well, well, there was K-pop, but it was not international. This is early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, it was early time. So I was thinking that there were some interesting Asian artists I know of. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they tour? Mm. That was my first question. And maybe I was naive, but I started to think, oh, I can bring them to Europe. And I really, I really did try. The first concert I organized was for a Korean band called Jabina, who mm -hmm. uh, later opened the Winter Olympics no performance way. for Korea. They were like really great live band uh, combined with uh, traditional music and metal <laughs> so it's wow. a weird combination but when i discovered them on youtube they only have 50 views mm -hmm. and i send it to my friend who is a booking agent and mm -hmm. he said oh i'm gonna check this next time when i was in korea and he did and then he became their booking agent and good friend of mine from bella union became their label so um yeah that's mm. the beginning so if you are um, an up-and-coming artist and you um, get a direct message from somebody who's possibly a booking agent from a country that you're probably unfamiliar with, mm -hmm. respond to them because they're really looking for talents that they Definitely. want to showcase. I mean, if you are European or US artist, you know how rare it is the agent approach you. Mm. Booking agent, they got 100 demos every day. Okay. They got lots, lots of emails. Usually, Ben are chasing them. But in Asia, because we, we don't really know the structure, the industry, so they don't know what booking agent can do for you. So yes, mm. if you okay. receive an email from booking agent, 
do reply. <laughs> <laughs> Especially it's coming from you. Yeah. Take it seriously. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about where the Taiwanese music industry is at now, because in the '90s,、um, Taiwanese pop music,、um, the Mandal pop here was actually dominated East Asia, right? Musicians from China, from Hong Kong, Malaysia, and Singapore. If you were a musician in any of these countries, you need to come to Taiwan to launch your career.、Um, that's where we were in the '90s, and since then, our artists have diversified a lot more. We're singing in Hakka. We're singing in the indigenous languages. We're singing in Taiwanese. How would you characterize the current music trends in Taiwan? For Mandal pop,、uh, definitely we once were in a very dominant position. Yeah.、Um, however, Mandal pop is not really a genre in world map.、Right. So it's kind of a genre or、um, a thing. Categorized by language nowadays, I think、uh, the beauty of Taiwan is that we develop so many different types of music, not only categorized by language like Hakka or indigenous language,、mm-hmm. but also the ele- element from those、uh, from those music. Of course, like for any genre you can think of, we have some band who play it.、Mm. Um, This is the beauty of it, but it's also a problem for it because it's become so segmented and、right. not big enough. So, how do you market that? I mean, you mentioned K-pop. So, I think what K-pop has shown this decade is that language doesn't matter.、Uh, Japanese pop in the '90s was was、uh, in the world in the very same way. It was the tunes, it was the yeah. aesthetics, yeah. it was the music, it、yeah. was the style. Yeah. Right.、Um, so, how do you market somebody in Taiwan? Then, let's say a metal band. That sings in Hakka. The way we we are working is like if we identify one talent,、mm-hmm. we try everything to help that talent. But、uh, to to have something like K-pop or J-pop,、mm-hmm. we basically need a lot of groups look like the same.、Hmm. They have similar type of music, but I don't think it's、uh, our road. I don't think Taiwan is going to follow that kind of road. The thing about us is that everybody is different yeah, and very yeah. unique. Yeah. So what we can probably develop, I guess, might be more like Iceland. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody creates something different, but you somehow feel identity from Iceland.、Mm-hmm. I don't know what is it. We I haven't got that in Taiwan yet,、mm-hmm. but maybe、mm-hmm. someday we will. We will have it. Right, the diversity,、yeah. the different cultures and languages that each of us、um, ha- come with. Interesting, cool. Look forward to seeing more music acts and more festivals from you, and seeing more of how you bring local talent onto the international stage. Now, before we let you go to continue to do that work,、um, there's a question that we ask everybody here, which is, out of your accomplishments so far, how much would you say was given to you versus how much did you have to fight for? Well, I think fifty-fifty because、mm. we all got something、um, from the society and from our parents, and also、uh, I think I was born in Taiwan was already like very lucky,、yeah. and I had chance to go to Netherlands and UK and to、uh, to experience different kind of culture. So those were all quite unique experience was given to me, and、um, and. Of course, things aren't always easy. That's、uh, you sometimes need to、uh, fight for it and、right. struggle a little bit. But 
those things also help you to grow. So yeah, I would say 50-50. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Come to our festival this year. I will, I will. Yeah. Uh, I really look forward to it. And that's all the time we have for today. Um, if you're also an emerging artist, if you get a DM from Wayne, please respond. Um, otherwise, you can reach out to her, please do. And as for me, my name is Emily Weinberg. You can find me on our socials. And you're watching Taiwan Plus. Find us on all the socials, follow and subscribe. We'll see you next time. The video version of this interview was broadcasted on Taiwan Plus, the TV channel. We'll have a link for you in the show notes. I'm your host and producer, Emily Wai Wu. Our associate producer, who also helped with scripting, is Ting Ye. Researcher is Min Chao. Assistants are Jero Williams and Teresa Yang. Podcast editing by Dino Lin. Our director for the video shoot was Letitia Fan. Kaylee Emerson was our post-production supervisor. Video editing by Emma Chow and Vivi Wong, with additional production support by Elaine Lai. Thank you for the executives and colleagues at Taiwan Plus: Shirley Kang, Kelly Kuo, Eric Yang, and Jenny Luo. See you next time.